Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. What follows is an interview I had on May 31st, 2014, with Rudy Maxa on the show Rudy Maxa's World, where we discussed developments in the search for the missing Malaysia Airlines flight MH370, including plans by the Australian authorities to do a more thorough mapping of the ocean bottom before resuming their underwater search for the aircraft. Australia said Thursday that those pings some technicians heard last April that might have come from the wreckage of that Malaysian Airlines flight did not in fact come from an airline's emergency transmitter or transmitters, or at least a search of the area where the pings came from turned up no evidence of the plane. The pings were hailed as a big breakthrough this spring. The Australian Prime Minister said then that searchers probably now know where the aircraft was within a few kilometers. Experts are still trying to figure out where those signals, those pings, came from, but the search for the missing aircraft is shaping up to be one of the most expensive aviation hunts in the history of the world. So says my guest, Dr. Todd Curtis. He's an aviation expert. He runs the foundation website called airsafe.com. Todd, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me again. All right, so, so what's next, Todd? Now what? Well, as the Australian authorities have stated, they're going to take uh, quite a bit of time, in fact, from now until August to rethink their search and to do a very thorough mapping of the ocean bottom in the area where they have the highest level of interest. And by the way, that area is roughly the size of West Virginia. Oh, my goodness. And does that area include the part, uh, include a section where those pings were, 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 were detected a couple months ago? Well, a close reading of the documents out of Australia didn't explicitly say that, but they did imply that. They said basically that based on the information from Inmarsat and elsewhere, they're fairly certain that the aircraft is lying at rest somewhere in that area. And the search area where they spent quite a bit of time a few weeks ago was in the middle of that primary area. And is this still a, a, multiple, a multiple, are multiple countries still cooperating in this? Are we still providing something that scans the bottom of the, the seabed? I mean, is China involved? Is everybody still working as a coordinated team? Well, it is, it is quite coordinated. In fact, the, the way it's working as is uh, the case with international tradition and, and, and agreements, Malaysia is in charge of the investigation, but Australia has been designated the lead when it comes to the search and recovery of the aircraft. And this is because the, 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 the part of the Indian Ocean where it's suspected the plane went down is closest to Australia. Is that why Australia is on the lead? That's correct. For logistical reasons, it just made the most sense to have Australia to do so because, for one, it's uh, relatively close, roughly about 1,000 miles from their western shores. And two, they have a very extensive uh, infrastructure for accident investigation and for uh, doing this kind of search and recovery. Has this whole episode given Malaysia a black eye? I'm not talking about the airplane crash because that can happen, you know, it has nothing to do with the country itself, but the aftermath, the search, the notification, the announcements, the predictions, etc.? I would say so because there are a variety of things that the Malaysian government has done that were not in keeping with recent traditions when it comes to accident investigations and informing the public about them. And they didn't help their case any by having one branch of their government say one thing and having another branch contradict them within 24 hours. And it wasn't just on a single occasion that this happened. This happened multiple times. Uh, that said, this was an event that was unprecedented in that there is, uh, has been no accident or suspected accident of an airliner that I'm aware of that had this kind of extensive search area to begin with. Literally, a, a large fraction of the Earth's surface was up, for, up in, was in play at first because they literally didn't know which direction this aircraft could have gone. Even the United States or Western Europe, had they been the country that was uh, where the airline was based, would have had difficulty bringing together 
the right kind of equipment, right kind of resources to try and get to the bottom of this. Well, this is uh, going to be an ongoing story. I mean, it could take a couple of years, couldn't it? It could take more than that. Uh, as, as you may recall, back in 2009, there was a loss of an A330 Air France aircraft in the Atlantic. And it was about two years before they were able to recover the black boxes. And it was also a daunting uh, search effort. But they had the advantage of having enough information to very uh, narrow the search to a very small area uh, early on. So it was within a few months, actually within five days, they actually spotted wreckage on the surface of the ocean. So they had far more information to go on than this event. Todd, thank you for dropping by. I think we'll probably be checking in with you again as this develops. Well, I hope so, and it will be an interesting uh, set of developments, I'm sure. Mm. Todd Curtis. Dr. Todd Curtis is an aviation expert. Check out his website, airsafe.com. Um, you can sign up for free uh, bulletins on issues involving uh, aviation safety. For more information about Malaysia Airlines Flight 370, please visit mh370.airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.